Okay, I thought you were sitting on. I, I thought you were sitting on straight porcelain. Dude, you have an app full of fucking chicks. Dude, walk down the street, man. Yeah. Like, go get a different area. Bar. That's weird, dude. I said, hey, it's fucking Harry Potter, dude. Welcome to the fucking dude room. What's up, my dudes? Welcome back to the dude room, episode number three. Snake Eyes is not here with us today. He didn't die. That's not what I meant. He's just uh, driving back from L.A., actually. Do I care? No. Do I want him back? Yes. But that's neither here nor there, my dudes. Come on in. Wipe off your feet, because I know it's been raining. Grab a beer out of the fridge, and let's chill. Let's talk about some shit. This is the dude room. That's what we do. We talk about shit. The first thing I want to talk about is this goddamn quarantine. It is absolutely killing me. It is working my ass harder than I've worked all year so far. And the reason why is this goddamn Pinterest. Pinterest is whooping my ass with all these projects my wife finds. Like, I love when they jump on Pinterest and they find these ideas. They're like, oh my God, we've been really needing to do this. And we've been putting it off for like way too long. I'm so glad that we got all this time to do it. It's like, okay, first of all. We're supposed to be practicing social distancing. That's not social distancing if we're going to Home Depot. Am I worried about it? Not so much. But do I want to do it? Not so much. I, I This Pinterest. I, I, I almost feel like Pinterest is behind this COVID-19 thing. I mean, that could be a, cons a conspiracy theory. Like, let's not, let's not rule that out yet. We haven't figured it out yet. But I think we should be looking at Pinterest because uh, they've been getting a lot of views. And it's, uh, you know, is that a coincidence? Uh, I don't know. But uh, I haven't even had time. Like, I haven't had time to download the new Call of Duty. All the dudes are on their plane. And I'm sitting over here building fucking bird boxes or a head headboard for the the bed. I didn't even know you needed that for a bed, but I'm building a headboard apparently because we, you know, we needed it. You know, it's been, you know, it's been too long. You know, we've been putting it off. I didn't even know we needed one. Yeah. I mean, a bird box? We don't need a bird box for what? There's no birds out right now. Maybe a, a bat box because apparently people eat bats. Thanks a lot, COVID 19. Anyways, speaking of COVID 19. I want to talk about it a little bit. And who better to talk to than an actual first responder? He's a firefighter that I know very well. And he was nice enough to pop into the dude room and give us some insight on how it is to be a firefighter right now. I mean, I can only imagine how crazy it is. So, let's go. All right. Fireman Sean, what's going on? Welcome to the Dude Room. Uh, thanks a lot, bud. Glad to be here. Yeah, glad you would join us. Um, <laughs> so, the, yeah, well, actually, this is your first time on the Dude Room, so you're an official Dude Room member now. Oh, that's nice yeah. to know. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> now you can come whenever, come and, come and go as you please. Uh, that'll be great, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. I like to be able to chime in every once in a while. Well, good. I'm glad you would chime in. <laughs> um 
So obviously we're in some weird times right now with the whole coronavirus and, you know, I guess there's another one. There's a different strand of it or something like that too, right? Like novel something or another. Yeah, they've been, yeah, they've been talking about um, basically what I've been getting from work. You know, they're, you know, is this thing starting to mutate and turn into a little something else? You know, I, I'll be honest, I haven't heard a ton about that because, you know, the whole Corona part of it, the whole coronavirus, the COVID-19 has been such a big thing, especially, you know, with the patients we've been running on through my department that, uh, you know, we're focusing just on that stuff right now. Right. Right. And that's, and that's kind of why I would like to, I wanted to get this interview with you is I think, um, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, first responders are always, they're always there, but they don't understand like the different things that they go through and like, you know, from a day-to-day basis. And now with this coronavirus, I mean, it just adds that much more stress to a job that's already that much more stressful. Uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely adds a little more tension to, to the calls. Right. Well, and, and, and I mean, know. even to yourself, I, I'm sure, because everybody's looking at you to be be that uh, knight in shining armor or, you know, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know really because obviously I'm I, not I guess I, I don't know if they're looking at us any different, you uh-huh. know, I mean, um, unless they're, you know, I, I, I'll i say one thing, the fact that when we're getting these calls, when, our, when we're being dispatched out, um, for one instance, last week we went on a call that was supposed to be a diabetic call. Well, it wasn't. Um, The person was actually sick, and that person did eventually test positive for the COVID-19. So, you know, what what they're looking at is, well, if we tell them the truth, uh, when they call 911, we may not show up, which just is not true. But the thing is, is we've had to take different precautions now when we do go on calls because of things like that. You right. know, we're treating every call, every medical that it's an actual um, possible, a possible um, exposure to us. Wow. So, um, so like, what does that all entail? Well, when we get there, we're only sending one person in. We're sending our paramedic in, and he's going to go in and do a complete assessment uh, before anybody else comes in. And um, And now, you know, before we'd walk in, we'd put on, you know, our gloves, uh, always wear some type of, um, goggles or glasses, you know, yeah. something to protect anything getting into your eyes. Um, but masks were never anything. Now we're actually wearing, um, like, uh, surgeon gowns, you know, the wow, disposable really? ones. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So unfortunately now we get there and it's taking a little more time before we can actually get into the house. Cause now we have to dress up and put on all this extra stuff. Right. Well, and, and, I, and um, I guess by, by the time, by the time that you get that call or that, that possible, you know, COVID-19 call or, or whatever it is by that mm-hmm. time, I guess it's already kind of, you guys can't do much except for transport, right? Yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to, we're, unfortunately all we're going to do is treat for symptoms, you know, uh, gotcha. that we can right then and there, we're going to do the same thing we normally would mm-hmm. as far as, uh, um, one thing we very rarely did before was take a temperature. Now that's the first thing we do when we walk in on a medical is take somebody's temperature wow. because that's one of the, you know, one of the signs, a high grade fever, you know, have they been coughing? How are they presenting to us? Yeah. You know, what, what do they look like? What are they doing? You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, it's just adding more 
caution right, right. to what we do, you know, as, as far as just grabbing our stuff and going in somebody's house. Now we're having to step back, wait, you know, let the medic go in and have right. him do his thing. And then, um, you know, so, so it's definitely changed in that aspect. Right. And that, I mean, that was one of the things that I wanted to ask you is like, I guess, obviously from now to when, I mean, how long have you been a firefighter? I have been with my current department for 20 years, and then I had another, uh, well, just about almost 20 years now, and then I had another 11 with uh, a couple other departments. So I've been in the fire service since uh, 1990. Wow. So 20, yeah. Yeah, just before 20. just before I was born. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So you've been in you've been in damn near almost 30 years. Yes. Yeah, wow. yeah, I've been at just about 29 years now. Come, yeah. at, I think it's this August, if I remember back correctly. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm doing it for a while. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, as far as like protocol goes, from you know, from when you started into the point now, I mean, how drastic has have those procedures and like protocols changed? Oh. As far as just medical or just in the fire department in general? Well, I mean, even I guess if you're going to I mean, if we're going to talk about that, I mean, even was there were paramedics even required at that time when you first started on the no. company? Nope. No, nope. they, we they, didn't have companies, it. right? Is, yeah. Is how yeah. You so you each station. Yeah, You have your station or right. your company. Gotcha. So, um, yeah. And then you have your department and the department you know, it's all those fire stations within a certain city or right. county, depending on where you work. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, God, when I started EMT wasn't even a hundred percent requirement, Wow. you know, um, you had basic first aid, things like yeah. that. Yeah. And it's really evolved over the years to where every rig now that goes out, um, you know, in, in the most populated cities throughout the United States, you have a medic on just about a paramedic on just about on every rig. Right. Right. So, you know, but, but not just on the medical part of it, but even fires God, wearing a, wearing an SCBA, you know, the, the bottle we have in the mask. Oh, right. Right. God, back in the day, God, if you wore it, you were, <laughs> you were basically a pansy, you know, Right. Wow. You know, what are you wearing that for? You know, we go to, car fires and never wear anything and you know you unfortunately you're just sucking in all that smoke and right right um but thankfully over the years we've kind of evolved to go hey you know why are so many why are so many firefighters dying of cancer well what's the number one cause it's all this toxic smoke and stuff so you know throughout the years we've gotten better for protecting ourselves i guess you could say you know taking care of ourselves while still being able to provide service to the to the community and do our job so wow so i mean it's changed like drastically then and i guess oh yeah and i guess um it makes sense i mean the paramedics that you guys you know bring with you i mean aren't necessarily just for you know victims either i guess it's also i mean looking out for you guys as well right sure sure and and we all look out for each other for the most part you know what i mean we're always you, you know um as far as the you, you know the paramedics that's just a position within the fire department we're all firefighters you know so um you know we're, we're always trying to look out for each other but you know they are the they they are the authority within our station as far as medicals go right right so, wow yeah, that's crazy yeah. Um, yeah yeah but you know really quick you know going back to 
you know, how has things changed Yeah. as to where we've gotten better with, you know, protecting ourselves when it comes down to exposures and things like that. Right. Unfortunately, with the way politics are nowadays, you know, and the ever-growing population, well, when we used to run five people on a truck and four on an engine, now they've taken, they've taken away one firefighter on the truck, so now we're doing, you know, more work with less people. Wow. Um, and then in the growing population, they're just not building stations mm-hmm. as fast as, you know, they're building houses. So now right. you're getting more and more people and we're still running with the, you know, the, we're still running all these calls with the same amount of people as to where the population is growing. Right. So it's right. actually making it busier and busier from back when I first started in 1990 to today. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, so, I, I almost feel like there's a lot of, um, I mean, it's, it's hard to become a firefighter nowadays, right? I mean, it's a lot more difficult than it was back in the day, right? Well, I think it's, it's always been difficult. It's still, um, a lot of, you know, when, when, when a test comes out or when a department is hiring, you're still going to get thousands of people. So, you know, it, the job is still the same. We're just doing, again, we're doing more with less, right. unfortunately. Wow. Um, but as far as, you know, becoming one, it's, 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 it's the same. There's, there's more things that are being taught now as opposed to when I first started, Right. you know? So, um, so that makes, that, that kind of makes a, a, a difference too out there in, 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 in how, when you're brand new, you're, you are actually learning more now than I did brand new way back then as right. to where I just got all the experience and all the training over the years. Right. These new guys, uh, the new recruits coming in, they're getting a lot of this training just in the academy alone. Right. Wow. Because I mean, I guess speaking about speaking of that, I mean, did you, I guess you learned a lot of stuff at the firehouse from I guess your superiors, right? I mean, oh, after, yeah. after a call, they I guess to stu- discuss with you, you know, I guess your performance, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. So back in back when I first started, I always looked up to the what we always called the older guys or the old guys. And, um, you know, they'd say, Hey, I want you to do this. I want you, you know, you did this, you did that, but what about this? You know, there, there's right. all these old things. And it's funny, me and the guys I work with now, we're all getting to the, you know, end of our careers here coming up. Right. And we look at each other and laugh. We go, wow, we're the old guys. Now we're the ones <laughs> telling these new young kids, Hey, you should have done this. Or why did you do it like that? Not that it, they did something wrong. Right. They may have just done it different than the way we've done it. Right. And to let them explain, well, hey, this is how I was taught, and they said this, and it's like, okay, cool, I got you, you know. But yeah, yeah. Again, we may just do things a little different in my station with a more um, with a group of guys who have been on. We've all been on at my station. We have eight people per shift, and um, we've been on the. I'd say the majority of people got twenty plus years. Wow. On so yeah, we we have a few young uh, younger guys and gals in my station, um, but um, and it's funny because we go we go man you don't know yeah I, one of the funny things I like to tell them I go I got more time standing at the urinal than you do in this department <laughs> you know <laughs> well and see okay so that's funny because that's that's kind of how like the firefight firehouse life is right I mean you guys are constantly screwing with each other right. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. well, it, and it's, it, expand, it's expand on that in, a little bit. 
Well, so firehouse um, bannering or, or um, you know, just the, I guess you could say the horseplay that goes on around in there. Right. Um, it's, 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 it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, I look forward to going to work and walking in and just start, I'm known to be one of the loud mouths, I guess you could say. And um, I just walk in and they're all, oh, you know, Sean's here. It's going to start getting loud. And, you know, so, uh, but, but it's, it, but we have a good time. And yeah. the thing, the one thing I would always try and tell younger guys and gals, you know, I want to make that poor. We have a, a lot of females in the fire department also, oh, which wow. is great. You know? Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. And is one, you better have thick skin because mm-hmm. if you're going to let every little thing get to you, you're going to be miserable. Right. You know, right. No, you're not being picked on. You're not being uh, hazed. You know, it's just if it's your turn at the table for everybody to kind of start giving you garbage about something, yeah. whether it's the meal you cooked, whether <laughs> you, whether whether you you come downstairs and your hair sticking up all over and you, oh, we start man. going, holy goodness, man, you look like. Man, we can't take you on the call. They're going to think we're bringing the homeless person in with you with us, you know, things like that. So you better have thick skin and whatever you do, do not let anybody know you dislike something. Because as soon as yeah, you let them know you it. dislike something, they will just like like one of the things the uh, the guys that I work with, they love to get on the loudspeaker and play that stupid <laughs> song baby shark because they oh, know man. it drives me batty oh man that's just... we had we had the same thing actually um when i go to school uh if your phone goes off in class i mean now mm-hmm. you got to get up in front of class and you have to dance and sing to that song with it playing oh, behind God. you yeah so it's like oh that's terrible i could kind of i could kind of understand and then that song is just forever burned into your mind oh yeah yeah and it's and it's just you know it's it's one of those things that they found out I hate that song and we work forty eight hours so you know we do get to sleep at night right. when we're not up running on calls but you know in the morning they'll put that stupid song on the loudspeaker and just to you know wake me up and and I'm it, to me it's like <laughs> that's not a good way it, to wake up oh my goodness <laughs> they'll send me texts throughout the day with that stupid song on it you know oh, just man. in the middle of the day random times so yeah right you right. Know, Oh man. Yeah. So we we definitely have as much fun as we possibly can because unfortunately we see a lot of bad stuff out there. Right. So, and that was another thing that I kind of wanted to ask you about too is, I mean, yeah, people understand that, you know, you guys do see bad things and you know, there's a lot of things that you don't want to see, but you have to deal with it because that's Mm -hmm. just a part of your job. Um, I mean, how does that, does that affect you much? coming home to your family or, I mean, can you speak Um, on that a bit or? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It definitely does. You know, Um, some people will come home and um, we could have a real terrible call, you know, Um, let's face it. Fatalities are everyday part of that job, unfortunately, Right. you know, um, going out and trying to help the general public. And, you know, some people will, um, they won't go home and, talk to their families about anything right me i come home i go oh yeah we had this 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 and this you know if it was you know terrible calls um and for me it's that's a way for me to kind of get through all of it 
you right. know, because talking, talking is one of the best things you can do, right. but there are other guys that they won't go home and say anything, you know? And then, um, you know, my wife always knows if it's been a bad day the day before, cause I'll seem to get mad about little things that I shouldn't be getting all mad about, you know, just, right. just whether I'm driving down the road and I see somebody doing something stupid and right. I'll be in the car, you know, just going, ah, oh, that, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, so, you know, again, diff- people cope with things all in their own different ways. Right. And like you so, said, I mean, I guess, you know, your wife has figured out, obviously, I'm sure it's t- it's taken her time to figure out how to deal with you in that sense, I guess, right? I mean, it's taken yeah. some oh, yeah. time to figure out because, I mean, you see a lot of things that a lot of people don't see and it, it's just, and like you said, you see people driving down the road doing something stupid and you can't help but. I mean, just flip out because you know the outcomes. Yeah, yeah. I could have been at a fatality accident the day before, and now I see somebody flying down the road doing stupid stuff going, well, you know, potentially this is going to happen, you know, and potentially it could happen to my family because there's – because people are just being ignorant, I guess you could say. Right. So – Right, and I mean when when you start to put kids in there, you know, like you you have – you know, you have mm-hmm. kids now. I mean, you can only, you can only protect them. You know, so much you can, you can tell them, you know, hey, you need to be careful of this and this and this, and watch for this person or whatever. But like, you, you can only do so much because there's other people out also. Exactly, exactly. And again, having kids, unfortunately, you start thinking about, um, God, what if this did happen to my my son or my daughter or my wife, you know, or any family member for that matter. Right. You know, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, all that good stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, So, you know, it, it does again, because of what we do deal with on a daily basis, unfortunately, not all of it's good. And um, so you do bring it home with you sometimes. Um, I, I know I do. Right. You know, it's, uh, but, but I, um, I think it's important too, though, that you have, you also have like a good support system at home because yes, I mean, that's, that, that's huge. You need somebody to talk to and people to understand other than, you know, I'm sure the guys at work, they all know they, they were there, you know, you were there with them, yeah. but I mean, yep. it's different when you need to come home and you need to vent, you know, or give your yeah. kids a hug or, you know, they understand, oh, God, yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. 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 Yeah. That's... And, and, and the, the, the weird thing that I've gotten out of it throughout all these years is, you know, with my kids being 23 and almost 21, I still, I talk to them every night before they go to bed when I'm at work. Right. And even with my son, it's, Hey, I love you. You know, things. And yeah. that's just at home, same thing every night, because, you know, it's just, I think because of the job and what I've seen, I don't ever want any a family member to not think that I never, you know, if, if you're not saying it and yeah. God, something bad happens, yeah, you know, you're going you, you, to wish you did, yeah. you know? So, but I mean, you're not, um, you're not like Ray Lewis kissing him on the lips still, right? No, no, no. That would just be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Ray Lewis my daughter won't even, fine. My daughter wouldn't even let me kiss her on the cheek. It's always <laughs> on her head. <laughs> Those damn sea wolves. Exactly. Oh man. But then there's also the uh, the other part of the job that is really cool. Like I saw the other day you saved a dog. Right? Yeah, yeah, that I mean what was that, that was, about? That was awesome. Well, you um, Dr. Doolittle saving oh, animals. Man, it was, 
Yeah, it was crazy. We just we got a phone call from one of the other companies um, in the city saying, "Hey, we got a dog down a hole. Um, we cannot get this dog out. It the 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 owners were walking this dog, and it fell in a hole, and it had it was not a big. I mean, the diameter was God probably." I don't, you know, it's hard to say about the size of a, a little bigger than, you know, the opening of a five gallon bucket, right. you know? Um, and, um, and because I work on the USAR, the urban search and rescue team, we, we all, we have specialized training. We have specialized uh, um, tools that we can use outside of just everyday firefighting stuff. Oh, like what? So, um, God, you name it. You I mean, phones. Uh, What's it? Yeah, yeah. So we have boats, we have EUVs, emergency rescue vehicles. Basically, they're they're Polaris uh, vehicles. The toys that we can go. Pardon me. The toys. Those are the ones yeah, you take out back behind the toys. station and start jumping them. Yeah. <laughs> no, we would never do anything like that. No, never. No. <laughs> uh, but we do all the collapse structure. Right. You know, if there's ever earthquake or whatever. We do all the search and rescue for that. We do confined space. Oh, man. Um, That's pretty cool. High angle, low angle. We've hung from helicopters um, to get people out of canyons. Um, so we get called out on all the technical rescue type stuff. Oh, okay. So, And even though this wasn't really a technical rescue, um, the the other company that was already there, they had tried everything. They're like, man, we can't do it. Can you guys come up? And we're like, heck yeah, we'll come up. And long story short is – we were able to rig a couple poles together, and um, I was actually at the hole. I was able to get this lasso type thing around the dog's head. Oh, the geez. dog, the hole was probably about ten feet deep, but where his head was, because it looks like the dog had fallen in, kind head of backwards. First. Oh, backwards. No, okay. uh, butt first. Oh, yeah, okay. legs, back legs. So um, I was able to get this, uh, you know, the the um, basically two poles taped together with duct tape if if i know that sounds kind of janky but hey, whatever uh, works right it, whatever it, gets yeah. the job done that's urban search yeah, and rescue baby yeah and we were able to uh, get the um i was able to get it around the dog's head and then kind of finagle the loop at the end over one leg and then finally the other leg so it was up underneath the dog's uh two front legs basically up kind of where their shoulders come up uh -huh. and uh, the first attempt to try and start pulling up and it took everybody. I mean, we had a bunch of guys, you know, right. Pulling on the, you know, uh, pulling on the poles up the hole. Well, the dog freaked out and came out the first time. Oh, so gotcha. I had to do it again. Yeah. But then the second time that dog, it, it I, I'm assuming it kind of realized we're trying to help it out of the hole yeah. and it started clawing in on the dirt. Oh, and, perfect. um, yeah. Yeah. I mean this whole we there's no way we could have put a person down there cause right, it was right. just too small. Right. So, um, but yeah, no, we were able to get it out, and I mean, everybody was super happy. I mean, those those we were talking about at the station, going, "Wow, man!" And and that was a first for me, rescuing a dog out of a hole like that. You know, yeah, it was yeah. just crazy. I'd never seen that before, and um, so uh, that was just that, that felt great, you yeah. know. And and yeah. then they start calling me the dog whisperer and all this other <laughs> stuff, you know. And now now I'm gonna have to live with that for a while. They're gonna just keep. There'll be stupid things. There'll be dog bones. Yeah, they're in my, gonna they're in gonna start locker. leaving. Yeah, they're gonna start leaving dog treats on your pillow at yeah. night. And, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's. So, <laughs> that's I mean, great. but that's just how it is, you know. Yeah, and no. When when it wasn't me, I didn't do anything. I just simply got the thing around, 
you know, the, the lasso type thing around the dog. Right. And, you know, it's always a group effort. Nobody's right. doing anything on their own. So, yeah. Um, but it was great. I mean, we all felt really good about it, you know, and we were joking, wow, that's, that's way better than rescuing a person, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause they can't Cause, talk back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the dog, you know, and the dog was ha- so happy yeah. jumping around, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and no injuries to the dog, which was really nice. So, yeah. No, so that always makes and, it and that much are, better. There's always a lot of feel-good stuff about the job, too. You know, it's not all doom and gloom by any means. No, I mean, no. Um, just just getting a save, you know, where we're doing CPR on somebody and, and you know, you get pulses back, things like that. Right. That, that's a save, and those make you feel real good, too, you know. Right. So, you know, it's a lot of good stuff. You know, going to a fire and getting people out of a house, Yeah. you know, or containing a fire – to you know a big fire and not burning any other houses things like that rescuing people out of cars you know that are just really really in there you know um that where we're slowly cutting away at a car using our amkis tools which people always call the jaws of life and things okay. like that so yeah so yeah a lot, a lot of feel-good stuff you know and that's that's awesome and i and yeah. that's what i think a lot of people don't understand like I mean, you guys have a lot of highs and a lot of lows, but I mean, at the end of the day, you guys have each other at the firehouse. And I mean, you guys have different ways of, uh, blowing off steam, I guess too, right? At the firehouse. If I don't, if I, if I remember correctly, you were pretty big into, um, RC cars there for a little while, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's all these little things, you know, um, and it went from RC cars to, you know, when, when we're not on calls, when we're not, you know, we get downtime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, mess around, things like that. Then it went to the the big thing a while back was drones. People oh, were right. all buying those cheapy drones, you know, and yeah. just crashing them into each other and racing them. doing dumb stuff like that. Have you ever you seen know? those, you ever seen those, uh, dr- uh, drone races? Those people do. Oh yeah. Those things are oh, nuts. Yeah. Those things are crazy. You yeah. know, those things are going 70 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's so. yeah. And, and see that's, that's, the, the firefighter, I feel like mentality and, and friendship or, or camaraderie, I guess, for other words, is I, I feel like no, no other, I guess. I mean, the only thing that I guess would compare close would be either like a paramedic or um, military or police or something like that. But it's just something that I think is pretty, yeah. pretty rare and, and different that not a lot of people get to see. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is. And. And, you know, we're, we're, we're around each other. We're, we're like a, we always call it the second family. Right. We always talk about after chow, after dinner at night, Right. it's family time. So we sit around the table, just BSing for, you know, at a good 45 minutes to an hour, you know, and, um, that we always call that family time. So, um, cause it is an extended family. We're all looking out for each other. Um, and we do, it's not, it's not always, you know, um, uh, it's not always pleasant because just like anything else, somebody will do something to tick you off. Just like if you're at home, you're going to get in an argument, right? you know, right. and, yeah. but, but you, you argue you, this or that, or you, I mean, it's you almost may be natural. mad at you, you. I mean, it's almost natural. You guys spend just as much time as with, with your families, if not more with each other. Yeah, I- exactly. Exactly. And it's just like anything. I mean, if you've ever gone to your job and been mad at a coworker, you know, right. the only difference is we can't just go home that night and forget about it. We got to, if it hap- if something happens at the beginning of a shift, you know, well, we got two days to be around each other. 
right. you know, and go on calls and rely on each other. So, you know, you, you, but, but you get over it. You, yeah. It's just like anything. You get over it. Um, you know, you, you speak your piece and, and that's it, you know? So, um, yeah, a lot, you know, things like that. It's, 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 it's great. I, I really right. enjoy it. Um, it's uh, been a great you, career for me. Do you, so. do you recommend the career? Oh God. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It, it's, it's been really good, but again, you, you, you gotta be able to deal with stress. You gotta be able to deal with bad stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's not, for everybody, just like for me, um, I could never be a school teacher. I being it, that takes a special person to be a school teacher, right? You know, to be able to be around kids all day, every day. And I think I think trying. a lot of people are finding that out, especially right now. You yeah, because like, <laughs> I mean, these these parents have no idea, and they now they have to teach their kids at home. Uh, yeah, and now yeah. now it, the teachers are starting to get a lot more respect for the stuff that they do and. Yeah, yeah, I mean, these parents yeah. are only dealing with their kids. I mean, could you imagine dealing with thirty other kids? Oh no, that would be that that would be so hard to do. Yeah, you know, and and yeah. I've always said that, you know. So you know, again, this job isn't for everybody, but I would highly recommend it to anybody who you know, any any young kid who's thinking, huh, what, what am I going to do with my life? You know, um, you know, at least look into it. I guess you could say, you know, go do a ride along, see what it's like at the firehouse. Right. You know, we, we, we accept ride alongs. Well, we're not right now, unfortunately, because of the whole COVID virus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's changed the way we're doing things and how we let people into the firehouse now, you know, right. before the public could just walk in anytime they want. Now we got to show them a sign through the, through the door saying, mm-hmm. Are you, do you have a fever? Do you have this? We can't wow. do tours of the station, things wow. like that. We just can't take the chance of, them infecting us or if any one of us are sick infecting right. them you right. know so right. um but yeah no i would definitely recommend this job to anybody you know again at least look into it right so been been doing it for almost 30 years now 29 years is mm-hmm. there this is a curveball this is not anything that i've i've we've talked about before but is there a call that that you have never forgotten good or bad Good or bad, you don't have to, and you don't uh, have to answer it. I'm just—is there something that just has stuck with you forever that you've just yeah. never forgotten? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's usually, um, you know, unfortunately, it's the bad calls that will always stick with you, right? You know, right. um, anything involving a child is yeah. always horrible, right? Um, so yeah, there's 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 things I'll never forget, and it's weird. Cause we talk, we sit around and talk about it at the firehouse at the table around the table. Right. You know, we'll see something either on TV or we had a call and we'll go, oh, I remember back in this and uh, this was a terrible call and we talk about it and talk about it. So, right. you know, and then somebody, not that somebody's trying to one up the other person, but then goes, Oh yeah, I remember this one and blah, well, and blah, blah, you know? So. And you guys understand that's like, we'll, we'll let him tell his story. That's his way of getting it out and getting over it. Right. I mean, Everybody's got their story, right? It's not more, you know, it's not mine's more important than yours. Yeah. We're all just, and some of them are just, some are just plain funny. Oh man, I wish I could tell, I wish I could tell you some of them. It just, you're like, what was going on here? You know, and it (laughs) wasn't a tragic, it's not a tragic one, but you're all, okay, what the hell? I, this is, (laughs) right. I don't know if, I don't know if you've seen, but um, there's a new show out. For fi- it's it's about firefighters called Tacoma FD. 
<laughs> have you seen previews for yes. that? Yes, I watched it. I can just I, I, I actually I, I picture you when I see that when I see that <laughs> the, those commercials, I picture you. And actually <laughs> from what I heard, I, I you could correct me, from what I heard a, a large percentage of firefighting calls is pulling guys junk out of something they got it stuck in. <laughs> How often does that happen? It's, it's not that it's not okay. that often. It's not um, that often. Okay. But, I just... but, but, but it would, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say it hasn't happened, you know, <laughs> or, or, or other things out of people, you know, right, it's just right, the, right. some of the craziest stuff you could ever think of. You know, if you can think of it, I could probably say, yep. Yeah, right. And I mean, it's like, why is it left up to the firefighters to figure out how to get this off of your member or out of you? Yeah. I yeah, did not learn this in the academy. Yeah, no, no. And and that's the crazy thing. There's only, you know, we. I, I like to tell the new the new people, the recruits, hey, what what they taught you, you're going to see so much more and, and things are going to be so different because you're not it's it's not a um it's it's you're not in a controlled environment now right. you're out here and you we got to figure out something <laughs> so yeah <laughs> um it's, it's it's funny there's but but uh, yeah getting back to that original question sure there's there's so many good and bad that you'll just never forget yeah you know so yeah well until until i go senile and i can't remember my own name or yeah but know. at that point what do you care you're senile right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's it's it, it's coming up quick on me. I think. Yeah. Well, either way, you're almost there. You're almost done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got one last question for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then we can wrap this thing up. Either number one or top five. I don't even know if there's five, but you can give me one favorite, absolute top number one firefighting movie ever made. What's oh, your favorite? My goodness. Cause I got mine. I mean, there's, there's two that I have, but it, um, I know my one for sure. See. Okay. So, so that's a tricky question because I don't want to sound like a fire nerd and you can though. because, because, because most of them, no such, okay, first no of such all, thing as being a nerd in the dude room. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Those, those shows you see on TV, that rescue nine one one and all oh, that. Oh right, right. That's actually pretty terrible. New, right? It's like live PD Ter or whatever. It's yes. like a knockoff of live PD. Well, it's not even live. No, 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 no. No, that the now when they go live with the fire with the fire department, that's great. You, you're seeing what it is. Right. It's it's that dumb show. It's it's that you know. It's, oh, um, like station nineteen. Now it's got and... Rob. Yeah, rescue nine one one. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know the yep. new one. I think has Rob Lowe in it. Terrible. Oh yeah, Absolutely yeah. Absolutely terrible. Like the one in L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, now and now they're in Arizona or or or, or I don't know. It might even be Texas. I have no idea. Oh god. But they are terrible. They 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 paint this picture that just isn't true. No, you I know. And I'll sit. My wife. My wife will watch. Or my wife that? will sit. My my wife will sit there and watch uh, Station Nineteen. Have you seen that one? That's oh, like a spin-off spin of uh, Grey's Anatomy or something. Yes, terrible. Like, oh, kill me now. It's terrible. Yeah. We sit there. My wife watches the same. She she records those and watches them, oh. and she will not watch them in front of me because I just tear them apart. Yeah. I'm all, that's not true. It's, it's not even remotely close. <laughs> you Firefighters know? are not that buff. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and regardless of what a movie shows you, cars just don't blow up that much. No. No. <laughs> oh, the tank is gonna blow. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sure, it's it's happened, but it's it it, it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's not all dramatic. It's like, like those. That, yeah. It, it's like those one in a million things to happen right yeah but yeah, they always they how... always find out that, that that they can do that and they can put that on the show they're like oh man we're gonna blow fucking yeah. people's minds yeah yeah i i've i've been on hundreds of car fires and i've never had a car blow up on me right <laughs> the only thing that does blow up on that are, are the tires and it scares the living hell mm. out of you because you're right there and then the tire blows and just yeah. scares you you know you yeah, weren't ready I for imagine it. um but getting back to the movie i'd probably say um, okay, so if if it's funny, I got up this morning, can't leave the house, can't do anything, it's raining. Yeah. Go flip on the TV and I'm reading the news on my uh on my iPad and backdraft was on. You know, uh, so I flip it on cuz I cuz that was one of the first fire movies I ever saw. That's and probably, I just got in the That's probably my number one. Yeah, and I just got into the fire service. So I've always liked that one. And right. that one is somewhat realistic with the exception of fire being sucked back into walls and right. all of a sudden it's gone and then it blows up behind but you the like, way, yeah another the, hundred but, feet but, yeah but the way you know they they portray the you know the um uh off-duty stuff or, or even the training when they're you know right. they're doing training at the station or playing basketball in the backyard this is all part that, that was all in the movie you know yeah. so Things like that. The everyday life, I kind of like that, you know. And then the other one I really liked, and I'll be honest with you, was that uh, Ladder 49. Oh, see, you just took they, my one and two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, based off, a, based off a true story. And that one, especially like when they put the geese in a um, in, oh, in yeah. the dude's locker. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so those those are probably the only two i really I actually, like i i don't tend to watch them all that you know yeah, fire right. movies all that often i mean you live it you don't need to even, i mean i mean yeah. you actually live the real thing not the damn movie yeah yeah Sorry, but the that. ones that depict but the ones that depict the way the firehouse banter and humor is right it's you know there's for instance i'll give you really quick i'm not trying but no you're fine you're um, fine a couple things there there was a guy who was super crazy about keeping everything clean every uh, clean and right. um his locker everything was perfect mm-hmm. well they had one guy that would go in and take rice and paint the rice black and then sprinkle it in his locker like rat <laughs> like rat crap oh man and he would go crazy <laughs> oh freaking i got mice in here blah 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 you i know? got mice and in he, my locker tear the whole thing apart clean it out put everything back then boom go right back go right back and, and do it again and oh, do it again it was man. driving the guy crazy until he finally oh. figured out it was just painted rice <laughs> or, or another guy another guy who was trying to do the um he was using um it wasn't slim fast but it was a powdery weight loss thing yeah well the guys went and dumped out all the all the weight loss and put cake batter in there Oh. So he's all, man, this stuff is great and for, you know, he was going through his entire <laughs> oh thing of cake batter, mixing God. it, mixing it with water, going, this oh. is the best. He goes, but I'm not losing any weight. I'm gaining weight. <laughs> so just dumb things like that, you oh, know, crickets, crickets in jars that you can put up underneath a bed. 
And then at nighttime, the crickets are going off and you can't find them. That is good. I never even thought about that. Oh, God. Alarm clocks up in the up in the furnace vents that go off at three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Three in the morning, the alarm clocks going off, you know, and you can't find the damn thing because, (laughs) you know, it's like you're tearing the whole place apart trying to find it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's things like that that are just just great you know that that, that's you know little dumb things like that and i can go on and on i mean forever about little pranks and practical jokes i think the um, most the the most accurate movie that depicts firefighting um would probably be uh i now pronounce you chuck and larry that's that's probably (laughs) probably to me at least that that's probably the closest it gets i mean correct me if i'm wrong but i think that's pretty close uh, yeah, that's that's dead on. <laughs> you guys would do that for on. each other, right, Mister Mister J or February and all that. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, I'll be honest. I like that movie. It's funny. Oh, it's Cause funny. It's, yeah, because I like because I like comedies and yeah. I I love all Adam Sandler's movies. Oh, I, yeah. I think he's done too many bad ones. So, um, yeah. No. But that movie actually is pretty darn funny. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll watch that no problem. So, um, oh, that's great. But, uh, yeah, you know. Well, so you know it's 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 a great career. I will say, just add one more quick little thing. Yeah. yeah. If um, for anybody wanting to get into the fire service, understand that um, one of the big things is is if you are married, you you, you got to hope that you have a very very understanding uh, significant other. You know that understands that um, you know uh, you may come home you know, pissed off beyond belief. You may be super tired, super grumpy, um, uh, you know, and, yeah. and the fact that you're in, in that you're away for 48 hours. So, you know, when, when a pipe breaks, when, when your kids are sick, when, yeah. you know, they're, they're, that falls on their shoulders now, yeah. you know, so, right. Right. um, and they, and I mean, you know, that's, so, that's something that, they and, and I've been lucky enough to have a wife that has totally embraced it and right. it's you know she she she's been awesome so yeah. you know now it's a it's a lifestyle not a career right it definitely is it definitely is it's definitely a lifestyle so um good good and bad yeah well <laughs> i appreciate you coming on oh no problem i, mean, this I was glad huge. to do it this is awesome i'm sure i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that appreciate um this interview so ah yeah, I hope so. No, yeah. it's fun. No. Fun for me. I'm on I'm on my day off and you know, or my few days off and well, thanks uh, for thanks for giving us like the forty five minutes on your day off. I appreciate oh, it. There's crap. not I, a lot yeah. of time that uh you get to relax, so I appreciate, <laughs> oh, I appreciate no, it's the time. all good. No, it's all good. No, no, it definitely I, I enjoyed it. Well, thank you. Uh we enjoyed it. So uh thanks for coming on the dude room. I appreciate it. And uh you enjoy your time off. I definitely will. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it, bud. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks to our honor, our new honorary dude room member, Fireman Sean, for coming on. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to that interview. Uh, make sure you guys tune in next week because we have a fire interview with a 13-year NFL vet. I mean, this guy's sick. He's played He's played alongside guys like Matt Leinert, uh, Brian Cushing's, Reggie Bush, 
Clay Matthews, and uh, even Lindell White. So if you guys want to find out, make sure you guys tune in next week for our next episode. That would be episode four. All right, dudes. Peace.